Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, friends and family, uh, <laughs> to the newest edition of the Backdoor Cut. I'm your guy, Barnbrenner Bro, and I'm here with Sam, the Barn Chief. Yep. And we are actually um, we're in an undisclosed office somewhere in Memphis, in the greater Memphis area. So um, together, on site, uh, for the barn, make sure to check out our social media, at the underscore Barnburner. Uh, we've each got our own personal handles. Also, look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and don't forget to check out the barnburner.com for all your Tigers and Grizzlies coverage for sure. And also, before we get started, a uh, note from our sponsor, Blue Note Bourbon, um, a bourbon artfully crafted here in the city of Memphis, who uh, draws its roots from the blues. Smooth as Mike Conley's jump shot. Sometimes. When he has a, a well heel hand. Yeah. Yeah. Responsibly and go Grizz. So this week we'll uh, kind of go through some of the games that happened last week. We had some some good wins, some good showings, and kind of the the week ended on a sad note. But uh, we'll give our takes on that. I know it's been a hot topic around town, and then also uh, preview next week. Kind of what what the Grizzlies have on their schedule. Got a four game slate coming up, um, so. An opportunity to kind of right the ship after a rough end to the week. So, first game this week, Chief, we're Clippers at home. We played on Wednesday, so had a few days off. Uh, that was that was kind of an ugly game, but it was definitely like the type of game that that the Grizzlies like. Um, they won 96-86 against the Clippers. Held the Clippers under 20 points in multiple quarters, kind of bookended the game first and fourth quarters Clippers shot 33% from the field so uh, that's due in part to some you know just poor shooting on their end but also I'd like to credit our defense a little bit there mm-hmm. 
Uh, the guy that, surprisingly, that really destroyed us was Boban Marjanovic. Is that correct? Is that Sounds right to me, yeah. Boban, uh, Eastern European last yeah. name is all you got to know. Someone, you know, I couldn't place who he looked like, but some it's the guy from uh, um, Happy Gilmore. From, oh, yeah, 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 the guy that did the play it as it lies. Guy. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember. He like a name. nail in his yeah, head. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. the nail in his head. Yeah, the crazy fan that shows up and just roast shooter the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. But Boban, I think that's the first time I've seen him in person, uh, in action. And he's a big, big old dude. But he, he toasted us. In 13 minutes, he had 19 points and 8 rebounds. Uh, kind of owned. He, he really immobilized Mark even down low. Um, but we were able to, to still come away with it. Lou Will for the clips. Uh, he shot 25% from the field. And Kyle Anderson... Uh, fresh off of Tobias Harris's Player of the Month for the Western Conference, mm. Kyle held him to seven points. So that was a that was a pretty big defensive uh, game for Kyle, as he has had several of those. I think most notably, what do you think is his best defensive assignment so far this year that he's performed in? Well, you got to, I think to me, you got to give the nod to the Kawhi um, defensive job, which he held Kawhi to seventeen points and made Kawhi pass the ball instead of score 30 points. And 17 points is well below Kawhi's league average or season average. He's like, what, 25 or something like that. So that to me was impressive. He made other guys beat us, and they did. But I'd still rather that happen than Kawhi get like 40. Yeah. Uh, Kyle just makes it really difficult for everybody. Do, he knows what they want to do, and he keeps them from doing it. And, I mean, I've called for him to make a defensive all-defensive team, but – but the problem is, and as 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 uh, Slim pointed out, is the fact that like he doesn't really get stats like defensive stats like blocks mm-hmm. and he'll get steals and deflections. But I think his his box plus minus is going to show how badass he is on that end more so than like individual stats. So and he's obviously not a star. They're, they're sooner going to award it to like Paul George, right? Like, right. That's just another way for the league to give props to their favorite players and the players that make them a lot of money. And there's no way in hell Kyle Anderson is ever going to take like a a spot from an all-star but you know i mean if he could really morph into a tony allen type guy he's a shockingly like tenacious player like he's he's got a mouth on him and he's you know, he's gotten technicals and you can see he gets really frustrated with refs and he seems mild mannered but he also seems a little bit like you know like a like a dick but but, but our, our <laughs> yeah so yeah, that's, yeah. That's oh, the, the most I mean, lovable type right person. right i mean and and you know like a, if he was on the spurs we hate him it's just that's the way mm-hmm. it is but uh, yeah, that was good, that job he did on Tobias. Boban, he was at the, the Tigers game um, the night before, and yeah, he was in the crowd. And let me tell you, Boban really enjoys Jumbotron entertainment things. <laughs> everything, everything the Tigers did, it could have been the dumbest thing ever, and Boban was laughing his ass off. And uh, SGA, Shea Gildas-Alexander, the Kentucky product, was sitting in front of him, and Shea was laughing at everything Boban said because <laughs> – I think he was just enjoying the fact that Bobo was enjoying himself so much. So it was kind of a fun. The Clippers are a funny little group there, man. And uh, it really, literally spearheaded by the personalities that they have, like Bobin. But they asked Jared Jackson how tall he was in the locker room. Uh, some beat writer, I think the Clippers beat writer. Uh-huh. And uh, Jared Jackson said, Bobin? He's like 7'8". <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said it like completely serious. Yeah, yeah. he's an incredibly intimidating guy. <laughs> right. Jerry Jackson, of course, standing at like seven foot, yeah. you know, with like a seven five wingspan or whatever, mm-hmm. will not be intimidated by many people's length, you know, man, man, myth or God. But Bobin stands above all of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and he, he did all that in only 13 minutes of play. So he, he came in and impacted. I think he made all his free throws. He was, yeah, like seven free throws or something like that. Yeah, yeah he's a European guy. You know, he's, he plays good, solid, fundamental basketball, makes his free throws. I mean, we, that's what we know about these guys. Yeah. They, 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 they know how to do that. They know how to take smart shots. And, and I mean, Marcus Gasol is kind of like, I guess, the, the pivotal guy of that make. Yeah, and then um, – Jamichael had an awesome game off the bench, 19 and 11. And so Grizzlies gutted that one out, and that was a good low-scoring game for us. Um, so it, it was one that it started off really well, and but I was definitely afraid to kind of believe in it until the final whistle blew. Right. Because that's those games you never know what's going to happen. Uh, so that was Wednesday, and then Thursday, I think it was, um, Mike Conley actually interviewed with Worldwide Wob on his uh, on his platform, and he like posted it on Twitter. Uh, Chief, you want to kind of walk us through some of the stuff that what the purpose of that interview was? Yeah, Wob has taken himself, who's like a self created internet phenomenon. He, he basically just became the and one hype guy for all NBA, and just like watches all the games and records clips. And comments on him in funny ways, but he's just like this mid twenty something New York guy. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I assume started doing this from his apartment, not unlike an excellent Memphis site that I'm aware of uh, that rhymes with the Schmarnschmerner. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, Wob's funny, and he gets the he gets the league, and he gets like the fact that it's basically wrestling and the best athletes in the world, and he plays up on that. So he is basically taking it upon himself to get Mike Conley the All Star game. I, I find it interesting. I, I wonder like what his ulterior motive is. Like, it almost feels too good to be true. A guy. With this much national recognition, yeah. for some reason, really taking a liking to the Grizz, and but that's you know what when you do apparently he really does watch the games because otherwise I couldn't see how the hell he would care. He, he claimed I listened to him on, I don't know if it was it was someone local uh, interviewed him once and he said he literally watches all the games. Yeah, I mean like he's, he's seen his war room. He's down in the bunker, man. Like I haven't, but I can imagine. Oh, no. he, he shows pictures of it right now, and it's like you know multiple laptops on dual screens, and like he's got he's got like literally like what I imagine where the nukes get launched, you know, under the White House or <laughs> yeah. whatever. Like, Wad's down there on the ones and twos watching all the NBA games, and then right next to him is the chief of staff ready to launch nukes at Bobin's country probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he, you know, he, he gave Mike some love, interviewed him, talked to him about his heel injury and sort of, you know, how it's like not being recognized or being so consistently recognized as the most under-recognized player ever, which itself is yeah. like an oxymoron. and. One that surely gets old to Mike, and he admitted as much. Basically, Mike's like, all right, like right, I'm done being nice. He's kind of took the gloves off on being humble about being an all-star. Yeah, and, yeah, I like that. And so, you know, that, and apparently that's what you need to do. I, I guess if you're in Memphis, unless you're like literally like LeBron or a first-team guy, you have to campaign for yourself. And, Mike, that's not his natural state mm-hmm. at all. You know, so having a guy that can bark loud on Twitter like Wob is, is crucial, and that's that's the type of movement that can get you in there. I mean, I, I would be doubt, I would be highly shocked if she he didn't get in there now. But um, that's sort of that was the crux of the interview. And it was cool to see Wob loving on you know KG two point oh two or Anthony Davis two point oh. Wob loves Jaron Jackson Jr. as well, and has multiple times said if this dude had anything but the Memphis Grizzlies across his chest, then he would be getting as much attention as Luka Wonderboy Doncic, which is weird to me because Luka is in Dallas. It's not like. Yeah, Dallas, they won a title, but they're not, like, a per- perennial yeah. they're basketball They're still the, the third most important yeah. franchise in that city, right? I mean, surely, I mean, I know the Cowboys are bigger, and maybe the Rangers. I mean, I, I don't know. 
but um, it, it is uh, it's good to get that love, and, and certainly Memphians don't we soak that up when it happens. Oh yeah, I think the and if you want to see this interview, uh, his Twitter handle is at worldwide wob and it's his pinned tweet right now is his interview with mike conley so i would i would suggest going and checking it out it's not super long um one but, time for one one is the yeah time. yeah that's going to be the hashtag for the next few months which is cool but it doesn't seem like mike loved it you know if you, you want to read the room a little bit there mike was he was nice uh and you know we tried to think of cool hashtags and we decided that it's pretty difficult yeah so uh one time for one one is just fine here at the barn that'll work yeah yeah, and even that, I think the day after that, The Athletic came out with an article very similar to that interview, just talking about how Mike, he openly wants to be an all-star and wants to be recognized as that and feels like he deserves it. So uh, this year he's playing one of his best seasons. So hopefully that is some. Hopefully, I mean, Memphis could definitely have Mark and Mike in the all-star game this year. Yeah. I think it really depends on how the team does even more than – Individually, or as much as individually, the team's got to be relevant when voting comes around for them to get in there. I mean, every for a, for a Memphis Grizzly to be an All Star, you have to be either like consensus or all the stars have to align, and you have the team has to be good. You can't have missed any games. Like neither of these guys can have missed. Like, can, of course, you're Russell yeah. Westbrook. You can take ten. Or Steph's so gonna miss like oh, a yeah, dozen. Yeah, Steph. Steph can win MVP and miss half the season. Yeah. Steph. But like, if you're a Memphis Grizzly man, you got to be on your P's and Q's. Like you're playing by a different set of rules uh, than you are if you're you know, one of these other perennial guys. So um, that would be awesome, though, and certainly like kind of a capstone to what these two guys have done for this team. So I hope to see it. Yeah, definitely. So then. So on Friday night, the Grizzlies took a little trip uh, down to New Orleans to face off against the Pelicans, which is always a team that scares me when they have Anthony Davis on it because he can literally score 50 points. And if you think about this Grizzlies offense, if one guy on the other team scoring 50, they only need a handful of other guys to even score double figures, and they're going to outpace our whole team. But, um, you know, Grizzlies went down there and – Miritich has been out a few games for the Pelicans. This was his first game back. He had an illness, and so he was pretty much a non-factor. Four points. Uh, Drew Holiday, Anthony Davis, and Julius Randle all had 20 or more. Uh, and Julius Randle's really been killing it the past few weeks. He's really uh, come into his own this season, so I'm kind of glad to see that. But those three guys had over 20, but then their bench their bench had a total combined uh, what is that? Nine points. Mm, so they're yeah, they're just not a super deep team, and Memphis was able to take advantage of that. Uh, one Kyle Anderson had nineteen points, mm. so you don't you don't see that too much. That's the highest total of the season for Sloma. Got to be right. I, I yeah. think so. Yeah. How do you score them? It was like layups, like just getting to the rim, and with this crazy Euro step, it takes like. Yeah, he only had, he had one. minutes to execute. Yeah. <laughs> He's one for one from behind the arc, and he shot four free throws, but, you know, eight of 12 from the field overall. So he's he's just getting it done in weird ways. Yeah. I think that's the only thing to say about him. Yes, he does. And then Jamichael had a big game, 24 points and eight rebounds. Um, and then Noah, man, we didn't even talk about Noah in the first game. Well, Noah started – Noah played uh, in the Clippers game. That was actually his first game. It seems like he's been with the team for a while now because there's been so much talk about him. Yeah, he was on the team when we beat the Spurs, eight seed, I think. I think he's been with us for ten years. Yeah. It was like, yeah. 
about my calculations. <laughs> he should have been at least. Right, yeah, it'd been nice. But he had uh, thirteen and five uh, against the the Pelicans, so I think that performance for sure kind of solidified in everyone's mind, or not maybe not everyone, but a lot of people's mind that. Uh, he's a really good guy to have on this roster, and I'll kind of eat some crow. I uh, I wasn't really sure what he would be like coming from not playing at all, and I was more of the opinion that we should go get wing scoring and get Rab in there to give him the opportunity at least to play some backup center minutes because he's hardly played any. But I, I think the Noah the Noah signing has clearly worked out well so far. I mean, we're not paying him much money. It's kind We're of getting paid by the Knicks, man. Yeah, Fisdale's still cutting them checks, <laughs> making them comps. Uh, but yeah, definitely a positive thing, and he's doing his thing, and uh, seems to really like playing basketball, and certainly fits the crazy ass uh-huh. motherfucker guy on the team that has eluded us because our guys right now like they're chill. Literally, there's in-game entertainment about them changing baby diapers. <laughs> that's how that's how boring our top two guys are. <laughs> <laughs> they just like, want to play basketball, man. They yeah, yeah. yeah. Noah's like, you know, like floating off the Caribbean on like a raft and like smoking some sherb, and you know, that's that's what he does. So he, you know, a little color to our, a little spice of life to our somewhat bland team you know, we can, that we love, but you know, it's helpful. Yeah, he's certainly a guy uh, Memphians can relate and like gravitate towards as far as personality. He had goes. four points in his first game, and uh, his second one was a an elbow jumper. Two handed chest pass shot. Chest pass shot apparently rotates sideways according to Harrington. And which makes no physical sense. But hey, I'm not a phys- physicist. Um just a blog boy. But he you know, and so then he hits the shot and I think he puts us up too. It was a big shot, but he like runs down the court <laughs> like he just hit the game winning three yeah. in the NBA, in game seven of the <laughs> NBA finals and gives us the it wasn't even the three point guns, it was clearly a two. <laughs> But he gives us like he holsters his guns, yeah, and just yells. And I think what that was was more than just that shot. That was I'm playing basketball again in meaningful minutes, and I'm excited to do so. So he's definitely a, a, a basketball player. That's like all he wants to do. So uh, I, I still want to keep him away from Jerry Jackson, probably because I just don't want. I know he's you know he's one of those like he's a party dude. You know, yeah, Chandler Parsons have probably shared uh, one or two experiences before that you know that won't fit on this PG rated podcast, but. Yeah, I don't really want that. Maybe he seems good yeah. now. Jared's still got to learn, like, Jared's how to balance like, a bank account, dude. Yeah, and, and, and his uh, dad's rules. Right, he's got to laugh at everything his dad says. What? Imagine him and Noah. Like, yeah, I, I just this kid's like the most impressionable kid. He's 19, so he's impressionable, of course. But he seems even more impressionable than the average 19-year-old. Even he's just a goofball. So yeah, I ain't trying to like have him strung out on heroin by year three. Uh, so. Not saying her, no does heroin. <laughs> uh, anyway, I digress. I digress. Joe Kim Noah, good signing. Yeah, good signing. Yeah. So, okay, also a side note on Rab. He's been playing some games with the Hustle recently, and he's destroying it down there. He Rab guy. You're the Rab fan here. Yeah, I, I want him. I want so much from him. Why do you want him to be so, so good? Because I don't know. I saw him in South Haven once, and I was like, hey, this guy's better than everyone else out there. He needs to play in the NBA. <laughs> but apparently that's still the case. He's better than everyone in South Haven, but not in Are Memphis. you talking about the greater population at large there, or you mean the hustle? Well, I just only have the hustle to compare it oh, to. Okay, got I was got hoping. He goes to stake by Melissa, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. But he had like he hit five or six threes in a game, which yeah. I don't. 
I was unaware of his range even, so I'm even more of a stand. But sure. apparently isn't working out for him. So uh, yeah. I think the Noah signing kind of put Rab on the back burner. But moving on to the painful ending to the week. So the Los Angeles LeBron Lakers came to Memphis, to the great city of Memphis on Saturday uh, for a game that – you know, I was pretty excited about mm-hmm. The city was, was buzzing. Yeah. Uh, the bars were popping. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everyone was walking around, like, carefree. Uh, the Lakers were in town. The LeBron hype train had rolled in. We're good. The Grizzlies are pretty good. The Lakers, this is likely two Western playoff teams fighting for spots. You know, hey, maybe we'll, uh, we got a little hot on ourselves after that Pelican win. You know, go down to New Orleans, get that win against Anthony Davis, arguably the best player in the league. And, so we're thinking, you know, maybe we uh, pull a little Beale Street twofer there and do a two-step on LeBron in the, in the FedEx Forum. But what occurred was not quite that. It was quite the opposite. Yes, quite. What we saw was a super deflated, non-enthusiastic Grizzlies team that uh, the, the quick and dirty is that they got out-rebounded 57-36. to 36. Ah, uh, you're, you're not going to beat anyone doing that and they settled for way too many threes six of 30 from the three they were open though you know they were good shots i mean they felt like they should have by virtue of like what's considered garrett temple in the first quarter couldn't buy one and then that kind of just trickled down to everyone on the team um the surprising high note was wayne selden had 17 points but a lot of garbage time there. Yeah, it, it was. I, I'm not in on Selden yet. Don't I, by any stretch of the imagination. You know, his 21 minutes didn't mean anything because the game was the game was not in reach by even the second quarter. I think it was it was out uh, by yeah, that point. Yeah, I mean they, they controlled it the whole time. For a team that can't score, we can't be lethargic too. I mean that's mm-hmm. just like a recipe for exactly this. And it, the problem with that is it's like okay, take a game off, you know. But, like, big game at home. It's second night of the back-to-back, but so were the Lakers. They weren't second night of the back-to-back. And you got all the fans there. Yeah, a bunch of Lakers fans, too. But, you know, that's just bad basketball to watch. Like, at least if we're defending and rebounding and have a chance to win at the end of the game, like, the fans feel like they got what they paid for. But this was bad, dude. Like, this is just, like, the NBA commissioner's worst nightmare was this type of game. Um Ugh. I'm glad this one wasn't on, like, TNT or right. something. Yeah, that would have yeah. been embarrassing. It could have very reasonably been, too. Yeah. Hey, Grizzlies are kind of hot. Like, LeBron's getting, you know, Lakers are winning now. Uh, him and his cast of ridiculous characters over there. But, uh, I mean, there's just really nothing to say about this game. It was awful. And yeah. That, like, it felt like going nine rounds with Michael B. Jordan from Creed Two. Uh, only I've never boxed before. So, like, it literally felt like that. And, um yeah, I'm still, still kind of feeling it, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, three guys, Josh Hart, Kyle Kuzma, and Contavious Caldwell-Pope all had, they each made four three-pointers apiece. Yeah. And that, I mean, you just can't let that happen. Mm-hmm. Plus the rebounding and all the additional shots that that creates, that's a recipe for a disaster. And you can... You can kind of chalk it up, I think, too. The night before was an emotional win. They only beat the Pelicans by four. Had to come back in the fourth quarter. Like, yeah, I mean, it was a tough, yeah. hard-fought win. I guess of the two of them, probably like the Pelicans win more. You know, if I had to pick between winning one or the other, I don't know, but I don't actually know. But 
uh, yeah, it's still no excuses to come out like that flat, you know. Yeah, that's that's tough. I know the league's tough, but that one that one really sucked for the fans. And now some stuff that a lot of people uh, on the message boards on Facebook kind of have been talking about going to there and complaining about folks that go to Grizzlies games all the time, but when number twenty three comes into town, their jerseys suddenly change. Mm-hmm. They metamorphosize in front yeah. of us. Yeah. And every year, or like four years or something, they change colors. <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah. that the case may be, they but different team name on the front even sometimes. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's strange. It is, but a lot of people are getting really offended by the fact that when a LeBron or even the Lakers before LeBron, you know, when Kobe was there, or say a team like the Celtics, uh, you know, one of those historic franchises when they come to town that. You have a lot of, and the Warriors, that's a big one. You get a lot of stands from all around coming and filling up the forum. Half of the fans are for the opposing team. Mm. And they claim that that's something that doesn't happen anywhere else. But I, I, I have a hard time believing that, honestly. I don't I know. I just think economically it makes sense yeah, that. It has to be a similar, like, I don't know, Phoenix or something. I mean, what, what does it look like? In, I don't know, in Portland, they're diehards over there. They probably don't have that, like a bunch of – there's a few, but Memphis is unique because of the socioeconomic, you know, and breakdown of the city. Like, mm-hmm. there's just a bunch of – like, there were a bunch of people that were NBA fans before the Grizzlies were even here. So yeah. So, they probably grandfathered in the Lakers, and once you're grandfathered in the Lakers and you teach your kids that's what we are, and then you know, I see it. It's frustrating, and I can't imagine what it's like for the players, but that's just – it's a tough hang to be a Grizzlies fan in there. Especially when you get beat down like that. All you want to yeah. do is be able to chirp a little bit, respectfully. And uh, when you can't, from the get-go, like you're just, it makes it that much worse. Yeah. On the flip side, I'm glad that the forum was full. Because, oh, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good for the team. And the, shitty chicken tenders. Yeah. And shitty burrito bowls. <laughs> tall Miller lights. Tall Miller lights, yeah. But uh, David Cobb of the Commercial Appeal had uh, in the paper yesterday that when – so far this season, the LeBron Lakers at opposing uh, arenas have sold 100.8% of tickets available. So it, it, it's happening everywhere. That's is that that's wherever crazy. he goes, the stadium is going to be full. And that's good for the hometown. You know, it sucks. Anyone who flip-flops their allegiance to be a LeBron fan while just because he's in town, that kind of sucks. But also I really I respect folks who are – you know, just NBA fans, or they are actual LeBron fans, who are going to pony up the money for the resale value to to go to that game. So, yeah. if you paid to be in there as a LeBron fan, then you probably don't have season tickets as a Grizzlies guy, and you're, you probably did pay like an insane resale price to be in there to watch LeBron. So you deserve it. Yeah. Uh, so I won't begrudge that, but it, it, it takes some mental toll on the home the homeboys in there just trying to, to root their team to a win. Yeah, and. Which makes it so I would not want to play L.A. in the playoffs. Hell no. That's, yeah. We discussed this. There's no way. There, what's more unlikely than beating LeBron in the first round of the playoffs? I don't know. Like, <laughs> the world ending? Yeah. Like, I don't, I, like, it's, it's top three on unlikely things it, in the world outside of sports even. Like, literally no way the refs let LeBron lose a first round playoff game. No matter if the team, the other team's better. Yeah, like it's not happening. Yeah, it'll, <laughs> it won't happen. Like, it, the NBA can't let it happen. And so it, it, won't, it won't. So for that reason, Grizz fans, really we need to root to not play the, the Lakers in that first round 
Um, I don't care how many we get two LeBron games at home, you know, in the playoffs that I'm trying to win at least a series. Yeah. I'm giving my pick up to Boston and saying, see you later, you know, uh, so that, that's tough. Also, another thing uh, that happened with LeBron. So at the end of the game, he was videotaped giving away, um, from what I've gathered, giving away a pair of shoes to one of the it was game shoes, I think. Yeah, game yeah. shoes to uh, one of the a lady that works for the Grizzlies. So she's on on the staff, uh, kind of working on the sidelines, and she got emotional about it. And he, LeBron was actually asked about it in a post game interview. Someone brought it up to him, and he said that. This lady, every time that he's been to Memphis, he's noticed that she's had exclusive editions of his, like hard to get editions of his tennis shoes. Um, and so he, you know, he wanted to give back and give those to her. And a lot of Memphis fans have been really sensitive about this topic. Uh, some people, like on Facebook and everything, like getting really mad that someone who works for the Grizzlies would take stuff from LeBron, like, she shouldn't have her job. You should only be, you know, cheering for the Grizzlies or whatever. But uh, how do you feel about that, Sam? Uh, yeah, I don't care. I think it's completely reasonable for her to take the shoes from LeBron. And it was a good gesture and it's an objectively good thing. I mean, so what, we, don't, we want to disincentivize these, uh, these players from doing nice stuff just because they're in an opposing arena? I don't know. That's stupid. So I, I, can't, I can't imagine why you would be so – that's just such – like, you tell me that you wouldn't take a pair of LeBron shoes. Yeah, I would take like, them. And, 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 and also, every single person chirping on the group yes. page on Facebook t- takes those shoes in the New York Minute, and that's just the way it is. But it's, it's a bunch of, like, the, being a Grizz fan is one constant state of being both insanely hype on your team and insanely passionate, but also having crippling self-doubt at the same time. You're, like, super, super not confident in your team to some degree. Like, you're, you have this kind of persecution complex as well and, and it it's rightfully earned a lot of the ways i mean the ways the refs treat us yeah. and stuff and the rest of the league treats us but it, it can't it can't emerge to that too like that this is just an objectively nice thing like who cares you know yeah so i would urge i know the game sucked and everything but i don't think that there's any way to or any reason to you know take it out on a lady who got an awesome present no. that we would all love we need to take it out on that ref that didn't call that egregious lane violation lebron <laughs> like the, i don't even think the team had lined up yeah. to shoot the free throw and lebron's like doing a jig in the paint and like just no one cares uh, I, I, it's it's wild to watch like how he can just do whatever and doesn't matter cuz he, he's like grandfathered himself into some sort of like amnesty from the rules yeah, it, it, it's weird dude like uh, and i'm not trying to be all like that that many that that individual little play wouldn't have won us the game, but it's like that's the, the sort of shit that I don't want to deal with during the playoffs. It will drive me absolutely insane when it's the difference between a game winning layup that he goes to the rim and doesn't get touched and gets a, a call. Yeah. Uh, oh, dude, I just you I think it's frustrating it. playing against like Chris Paul right. or, or Manu Ginobili yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. No way. Or James Harden, even that that's going to be yeah amplified. Miserable. Absolutely miserable. So yeah. So upcoming. Uh, so we ended the week. Kind of on a downer note, but we will definitely get a chance to right the ship coming up uh, this week. Got a four-game slate. Uh, we'll play at Denver on Monday. So right now, Denver's third in the West. They're nine and three at home. Uh, we played them in early November, and Mark had uh, a really good game. Uh, shut down Nokic or Jokic, sorry, uh, pretty much, and that was kind of. 
he was on a roll just kind of dealing out L's to all these high profile centers, which was, was pretty great. And he's, he's continued that, you know, he's had a really good season, uh, especially on defense. And the Nuggets will also probably – you said Gary Harris is for sure out. Yeah. So Gary Harris for sure Five out. Month. Oh. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Like and some then, hip, hip strain or something. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of a weird injury for a 21-year-old. Like, he, yeah. Yeah, like he's a you know with Will Barton, doesn't he have a hip? Is that what's going on with him too? I think so. Uh, what, the, what are they doing over there in Denver? Their hips. <laughs> no. yeah, Stop listening to Shakira. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> and then Paul Millsaps uh, might also be out, so that's going to leave a lot of the offensive load for uh, Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Juan Ernan Gomez. And Denver continues to have a, a pretty good defense, so they're fifth best uh, on defensive rating, so slightly one notch above the Grizzlies. So that could be that could be an interesting game. I uh, it's gonna uh, predict a low scoring game. You know mm-hmm. that's probably that's usually a safe bet to bet the under when Memphis is playing, especially if Denver is gonna be without some of their uh, more prolific scorers. Yeah, I mean Gary Harris is very high on the Grizz Killer guy list. Mm-hmm. He's just one of the guys that gets like twenty five against us, and I mean he's good. Like he's he's definitely good and can do that. He's not like a random player that would do that but he's just he, between him and Jamal Murray I'm more scared of Gary Harris than play that yeah even though Jamal Murray is technically the more deadly scorer like by statistics and then a game that I've got circled uh is the Portland Trail Blazers come to town on Wednesday so currently the Blazers are <coughs> excuse me seventh in the west after being up near the top for a pretty good bit of the season they're on a two-game ro- losing streak and we'll catch them on the second night of uh, a road back-to-back. But I think this one is really big for uh, Mike Conley's potential all-star campaign. Cause mm, that's true. He's going to be going up against, straight up against Damian Lillard, who's averaging 27 points, six assists, five rebounds, and three threes per game. So Lillard, I think, is probably the guy that he would have to knock off the list. You think he has got Lillard again? Yeah. I think he's probably I think he takes on the Chris lower right? Like, because Chris Paul yeah. has been injured and hasn't been as good. He, he hasn't been as good as Mike objectively. Yeah. And he's been injured, and the Rockets suck. So you've got to take Chris Paul's spot. But you're right. I mean, you, this is a, this is one of those, like, matchups that maybe the kind league of a is looks at. Yeah. 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 Um, so that, that'll be – that should be a really interesting uh, matchup. It always is. Mike, uh, I feel like, typically does pretty well in this game. And I feel like the Grizzlies overall – have played well against the Blazers. Uh, we were talking yesterday, and I think that's – if I had to get paired against someone in the playoffs, that would be one of the teams that I would prefer to be paired yeah. against. Yeah, give me the Blazers for sure in the first round. Uh, I mean, the Blazers, and then you got this back-to-back here, Denver Blazers. Those are two teams that are going to be in that contention for those spots in the West and uh, that we need to be – you know, if anything, for – what about a tiebreaker? You know, like a – it, it could come, it very well come clear, down to that. Very reasonably so. And so you got to not only beat these teams for your own sanity to, like, establish yourself as pretty good, but for that, for literal, t- like, playoff seeding tiebreakers, maybe even to get into the playoff tiebreakers. So I think the Western, that, that Western gamut is more important than, like, the Heat. You know, I, I, like, obviously would love to have that win, too. They're, they're not that good. But beating, beating these Western teams now is more important than beating up on the East and getting mm-hmm. their wins that way, I think. Uh, given the way that things are shaping out, so yeah. Speaking of Grizz killers, how you kind of said how you said Gary Harris was one. 
CJ McCollum. I feel like yeah. he yeah. he just destroys us. Yeah. In this matchup, a lot of times it isn't Lillard that goes off. It's CJ yeah. who gets 35 on us or something like that. But we'll we'll see what you know what Garrett Temple's able to do out there. Who's he? He, he guards CJ. Yeah, it makes sense. Probably. That's a good matchup. I mean, we never have. We haven't had a Gary the last couple of years. Uh, or I'm sorry. What about Kyle Anderson? I might put Kyle Anderson. on You think so? That's what I would do. Yeah, a little even more length. Yeah, a little, like who's their two guard? Uh, who's their three? Oh, like Bob Mute or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm putting Garrett Temple on Bob Mute. <laughs> you're, you're out on Garrett Temple defense right now. No, no. I, but Kyle's objectively better. And if you can, the thing about CJ is his shit is like he gets to his spots, and when he gets to his little his spots on the floor that he knows he can hit those jumpers at like seventy percent, then he's comfortable. Like the best thing Kyle does is keep guys from getting comfortable. And you can say that about him. So I think CJ is a guy. <laughs> Were you trying to say Al Farouk Aminu? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that guy, um, Al Farouk Aminu. Yeah. Who's Mbappe? <laughs> Luke, 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 Luke Rashard Mamute playing with the Rockets. Yeah, whatever. Play, I got, look, too many, too too many, many consonant okay. apostrophe names here. Uh, and and uh, I'm just trying to, to finagle my way through this league you know, one player at a time. So if you give me like some random-ass wing player that starts for a team, uh, then that's what's going to happen to you. So, <laughs> so shouts to my both those guys and apologies. Um, don't come find us when you come in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're going to go off too for sure just because I clown right yeah. now. But, yeah, whatever. And then, uh, so that's on Wednesday. Heat come to town on Friday. Uh, we catch them in the middle of it, or the, towards the end, the fifth game of a six-game road trip. Uh, they really, it doesn't seem like they necessarily have a go-to guy right now. They've got a bunch of guys averaging over 20 minutes a game and over 10 points a game. But they've got some drama going on their team with Whiteside. He's got some not with team recently statuses going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so they they got some drama with him. Uh, kind of a guy that stepped up in their in his place is Bam Adebayo in his second year. Uh, he's started the past few games and he's played played really well for him uh, against the Clippers and the Suns. So that'll kind of be a guy to look for down uh, down low in the front court. Um, He's a guy that kills us, right? Like a under the radar guy that like playing with his heart on his sleeve and just bullies Mark. And Mark doesn't. He's not a believer in him yet, so Mark doesn't play hard. And like like a you know like a like a uh, the Knicks big man uh, Ennis Cantor, you know, who, who's way more yeah. popular than Bam, but still not a notable yeah. center. You know, like and so he wasn't as high Mark's lunch. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, so. Watch out for that, maybe. Uh, yeah, that could be scary. And of course, Josh Richardson's putting in nineteen and four, so he's kind of, he's our leading scorer right now. Hmm. Um, Good guy, Josh Richardson. Yeah, uh, I won't tell my Josh Richardson story now. Rest assured, I, I once threw up on his feet, um, splattered on his feet. It wasn't quite a full, <laughs> it wasn't full vomit contact. Uh, I'll save that for another time. But let me also say that, that Shark Ultra on the side, one of the theater and college basketball guys, once met and sat with his family at a volunteer basketball game. And the Richardsons are very quality, good people, both military people. Uh, so Josh Richardson was a military brat. And uh, so it comes from good stock, Josh Richardson. So root for this guy. Every other day. Barn. Yeah, friend <laughs> of the barn. Doesn't know it, but he is a big friend of the barn. And then lastly, wrapping up the week, got the Rockets in town. 
on Saturday, which I think they've been undeniably one of the surprises of the season in a non-positive way. So they're in a next-to-last place with only the terribly God. That's crazy. I haven't seen that. Suns. So the Rockets are eleven and fourteen, and the Suns are four and twenty-two. But eleven and fourteen is second to last place. I mean, we've only won fifteen games, yeah. so we're not that. No one's really that far. No, no one's terrible in the West except for uh, except for Phoenix. And clearly, the Rockets are not terrible. They, they can't. No, they have two Hall of Famers on their team. Yeah, yeah, and, and they. I mean, James Ennis is back. He's had a couple good games, but still kind of struggling to find his way there. Uh, un un. Unsurprisingly, the Rockets lead the league in three-point attempts at over 42 three-point attempts per game. Mm. But God, that's ridiculous. <laughs> high volume, but they're only they're 24th in the league in three-point percentage at 33. Yeah. So they're jacking up a ton of shots, but not not converting on a lot of them. But they do have the league leading scorer in James Harden. Uh, he's averaging a cool 30.0 points per game. So he's leading the league. And then kind of coming coming in second place is a guy they re-signed this year. Super impactful player. I think he actually leads them in the win shares category. Uh, Clint Capella. So 17 points, 11 rebounds. Also feel like he's a guy that you could sleep on down low. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like a, a longstanding, you know, important, recognizable name. Uh, he's only been like on the scene the past few years, but he's yeah. a huge impact for this team. Big energy guy too. Yeah, yeah. So he could be someone that gives Mark some trouble. Really super athletic guy. Yeah. as well. Just knows the pick and roll inside and out, and uh, he, he he can really come out and guard, hedge on pick and rolls in, defensively and get back. And I mean, he's he's good. He's a good player for them. This is prime time. Let me tell you right now for this poor shooting percentage for the Mike D'Antoni. Uh, the shots will stop falling. He says it in his like <laughs> Italian accent. You seen this? No. Yeah. So when they ask him like what's going on, he's like, "Well, at some point the threes will stop falling." Is this like and Josh Pastner? Just we gotta hit our yeah, shots. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he says the very obvious thing. Yes, yes, Mike. <laughs> if you make more buckets, you will score more points. Therefore, uh. leading to more wins. But he says it with such earnestness, like when he says it and. With also, he somehow manages to be both earnest and cynical at the same time. I don't really know how he pulls it off, but he'll do that. So we need one interview of that, and then he'll either grow his mustache back out or shave it off. Whatever's the opposite of what's happening now. I don't know what his, his goatee or mustache status is. Is that right part now. of his game that's plan? His thing. Yeah, he does, that's what he does. Oh, yeah, and, and then the that. tide completely turns. Rockets are, jump up to the second seed in the West, might even overtake the Warriors, and that's, that's just how it goes. But this, right now, is the, that's where they need D'Antoni to step in and do his thing. So I'm looking look for a facial change, a facial hair change from D'Antoni, and also look for him to make a very obvious statement on a podcast or in the press. Um, so look for that. I'm just saying, look look out for that. So don't count out these rockets yet while D'Antoni is coaching this team. Until he figures out his change to make them yeah. all hosed. Surely he knows. Uh, he, he's been doing this for years. He's been shaving his mustache and growing it back for years. So the he's jig is up. Yeah. He's a, he's, oh, don't think I haven't been watching. You know, I, I noticed this stuff. You've been tracking it? Yeah. That's yeah. that's good. That's advanced analytics. That's journalism is what yeah. that is. Yeah. The barn burner. Who cares about, you know, like usage rates and all that? No. It's D'Antoni mustache. Yeah. Facial hair. Yeah. It's only weird if it doesn't work, as, as Bud Light says. That's... Oh, man. Well, anything else you want to cover? 
Man, um, I would say that the Pelicans seem to be slowly but surely falling apart. Uh, you know, they're only one game under 500. They'll probably, I don't know. I don't even know if they'll make the playoffs this year, but it's clearly like literally the case study on how to not handle Jaron Jackson Jr. is exactly what the Pelicans have done to Anthony Davis, uh, you know, the last, his career, right? Like in six years. Yeah. Uh, they're going to end up having to trade him. That's going to be painful. And have to trade maybe the best player in the league at that point to get picks or get something for him because you know mm-hmm. he's leaving. It's going to be awful for that city and uh, for that team. I mean, no one's going to care about that. That team's going to be bad. I feel like uh, Seattle, I think they want a team, right? That would be uh, – Yeah. Let's, yeah. Get, hey, let's get that over We have to throw the Pelicans <laughs> under the bus. Yeah, I'm okay. Let's them out there to the West Coast. I don't know if there's Pelicans out there in Seattle, but I don't care. Uh, I just want the Grizzlies. It's not Grizzlies in Memphis. Yeah, that's true. That's but, true. I don't know if that's a good argument or bad argument. Like favors a grizzly. Uh, <laughs> um, so you definitely like study the Pelicans and what they've done, and just steer clear of everything that they've done because that's just been bad, and I mean, that's just going to be an awful moment when they have to do that. I mean, he's under two more years contract, and we'll see what he does. But uh, can't let our boy fall the same fate. No, I hope not. Yeah. Well, folks, I think that wraps it up for this week's edition of the Backdoor Cut. Uh, stay tuned on the Grizzlies. Also, check us out, the-barnburner.com. Again, you can find us on Twitter at the underscore barnburner. Uh, myself, Twitter handle is at barnburnerbro, and uh, Sam's is at the barn chief. So check us out. Uh, tweet at all the games. Got some funny content, some mm-hmm. in-depth, knowledgeable, cerebral content. Mm-hmm. So. Something for everyone. Mm -hmm. But until next time, we'll see you later. I go, Grizz. Happy smoking blacks out on the back boat. I'm thinking I got everything the country boy can ask for. Now what we do to get here? Say that boy. Lay it down and bring it to your room. Say that boy. Hey, now we heard some suffer for more. Change what we work for. Hated for the cussing, but the hatred has made us cuss more. Held on, it was hard. Stepped up, took charge, ran through what we scared of. What was we afraid for? Look at what we made of. Hard times have made us. Being here is all right, but must believe we won't fall.